knows nothing can understand nothing. Plunge deeper into the darkness and your heart will grow even stronger. Good tidings and welcome to the Ansem Report podcast. This is episode number 37. Wow. And it's your boy, JK, hosting the show. I'm here with Spaghetti, my brother. Hello, hi. As always. I'm very anxious to not be hosting the show. <laughs> my hand, I'm fiddling my it's hands. It's going to be the best show ever. I can't wait to get this started. We got a lot of great things on this podcast. I'm telling you, it might be the best one yet. We got an interview. Slightly rude. <laughs> Slightly rude. <laughs> kind of hurts. Kind of hurt my feelings, but that's fine. <laughs> we got an interview with none other than himself, Nomura. Wait, we're interviewing Nomura? No. Oh. No. No. That's a, oh. a, It's a lot less cool now. Right. Well, that's how you said it. I thought Nomura was going to... Uh, no. I don't know anything about the show. <laughs> you just, uh, I, I thought Nomura I got, was going to... We have a third chair here. You thought I was this kidding? This chair's not normally here. <laughs> I thought Nomura was going to sit down and start talking You to thought us. I was kidding? This is the best show. Oh, no. Uh, Nomura is not here, full disclosure. Yeah. We, we invited him, but he didn't want to make show the trip. Up. Yeah. Now I have all this, like... I, I made this, like, platter of food I was going to bring out. It. It's like a cheese. Yeah, cheese it's a really tray. shitty cheese board. <laughs> Ooh, why are there yeah. so many olives on it? <laughs> uh, but yeah, anyway, interview with Nomura and Yoko Shimomura. I love Yoko. Yoko is the best. I was playing some of her music this morning at yeah. my piano lesson. Hollow Bastion. What? Oh, you were learning Hollow Bastion. Hollow Bastion. So you can re-record it for our uh, podcast yeah. intro. Hell, Hell yeah. yeah! I like that. Um, we also got a couple of reviews from you lovely people, oh. you wonderful people. Yeah. When you say reviews, are they like... They're terrible reviews. One star reviews. No, no, reviews. no. I mean, like, from where are they? They're from iTunes. Oh, oh. iTunes oh. reviews. Okay. The first one, five stars from Cook Ada 3. Oh, shout outs to Cook Ada. Cook Ada 3. I know 3. who that is. I have no idea. Hilarious and informative gaming podcast. Having so much fun listening to these guys talk about all things KH. So many laughs, and they've created some great supplemental content to the game franchise. Definitely worth a weekly listen for any RPG gamer. Hell yeah. Thanks, Adam. Hit me with that. Supplemental. Uh, let, let, me, let me plug Adam real quick, because Adam, Adam's a good guy, and he's on a podcast called uh, Abominations in Technicolor yes. with his brother Rex Overdrive, who I'm sure you've heard of. Uh, he's pretty important. And they review, like, mostly bad movies, and they're awesome. So you guys should yes. check them out, too, if you like that. Check them out. Thanks, Adam. You're the man. We have another review. Another five-star. Holy cow. A must-listen for any KH fan. Oh, absolutely. Exclamation point. From APK1186. Hmm. Okay. Thank you, APK. From the very first listen, it was obvious that Mike and Jason love KH as much as I do. Hell yeah, we do. My Probably only more. regret is not finding this podcast sooner. These guys will keep you laughing while keeping you updated on all things KH in the best way possible. This podcast is a must listen for anyone who considers themselves a fan of Kingdom Hearts. Hell yeah. Keep up the great work. Hell yeah. Love it. So if you're not listening, fuck you. You're not a real <laughs> Yeah, if you're not listening, I'm sure you'll hear that. Uh, I actually, I, I have one thing I want to talk about. And yeah. I think this is a good time to bring it up. Okay. 
uh, we I told Jason to wink at me when he wanted me to talk about it, but I feel like it fits right now. <laughs> okay. Uh, so yesterday was International Podcast Day, Ooh. which I didn't know was a thing. Yeah, but, I didn't know. But on Twitter, we got a lot of love for some people that were just like, hey, here's some of my favorite podcasts, and they'd list us at Spikey Bros. So shout out to those people that did that. You guys are cool. We love you guys. I, I shouted out a couple podcasts I like, too, because I like to, you know, pay it forward right, and right. spread the love. Share the love. But something I realized, I, I realized there are more Kingdom Hearts podcasts out there than I thought. Really? Yeah, because I we I, uh, got it memorized is the one I'm most familiar with. Okay. But then... There's Kingdom Smarties mm. or Kingdom Smarts. It's called, but their Twitter handle is yeah. Kingdom Smarties. Kingdom Smarts sounds more like <laughs> Kingdom Smarts is like it's a podcast. I didn't listen to it yet, but basically where one person that knows about Kingdom Hearts explains Kingdom Hearts to another person who doesn't in mm. like 30 minute chunks and okay. they like go through the whole series. So that sounds interesting. Um, and then there was another one, uh, Kingdom Hearts Union, which I knew, I knew about Kingdom Hearts Union. Yeah. Um, because there's also Final Fantasy Union and that's a, like a been a a brand around for a while yeah but something i realized um i wasn't just here to shout out those podcasts is we're the only kingdom hearts podcast around here that doesn't have a patreon and i don't what know, do they do for their i don't patreon? know is I there like a whole nother episode but they, they were do? All, like every time i clicked on like their profile and was like oh sign up for a patreon and i'm like what do they do do they get the episodes early do they i i don't know and hmm. and and i guess my question is is that a good thing or a bad thing? I think that's hmm. a good thing. I think, you know, I'm not saying we're never going to have a Patreon. Yeah. But like, if we were in this for the money, we, we would have yeah. <laughs> we would have stopped and done something else a long time ago. Right. 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 I, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I want to hear what everybody else thinks. Okay. About a, about a Ansem Report Patreon. I don't know what we would do. That's the thing. Yeah. Like, I, if I was going to if do it. If we did it, we'd want to make it definitely worth your right. while. Right. Like, it, that would be the kind of thing where it's like, um, we would need to put a lot more time into the podcast every week. Yeah. Because right now, what we do is we record it on a Tuesday, and then I edit it on Wednesday and Thursday, so it's ready Friday. Yeah. Um, There'd have to be more. It, it, we'd have to figure out what, yeah. what we do there. Maybe like we do bonus episodes and they, yeah. anyway, this is not good podcast talk. I've realized. <laughs> so let's just move on. But yeah. th- keep that in your mind, folks. Patreon. Yeah, what yeah. Would let that us mean? know what you think. What would you in want? The in a, what would you want in a answer report? Patreon. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, that was on with the show. Thank you to everybody who shouted out us on International Podcast Day. You're amazing people. Yes. Yes. Um, the interview with Nomura and Yoko. He's, he's coming here. Yes. And and Yoko? Yes. Oh. They're both here. At, I have this shitty cheese board. I'm very embarrassed. <laughs> anyway, uh, there was a... Uh, I wish there was a cheese board. <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of hungry now. Yeah. But, um, yeah, they're... Um, you made me lose my train of thought. I'm so sorry. The cheese board. Um, the cheese board threw me all off. Um, it was a interview about the orchestra. World of Trace? World of Trace. And it was. Do we know f- what that means. I, I don't know. I I, I kind of just assumed it was like Trace, like three, right? Like <laughs> World Spanish. of Three, yeah, right. Kingdom Hearts Three, World of Trace. I guess that's, that's so, what I thought. It's so weird to do that, though. Yeah, I don't know. Why not World of Three or World of whatever? You, however, you say three in Japanese. <laughs> I don't know why. They, why they were like. I'm feeling Spanish today, dude. Uh, okay. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> sorry. I just had that. Um, it was a good read. I read through it all. Okay. There was some laughs. You can tell they're the, that they really work well together. 
I'd um, hope so after all this time. Yeah. Right, right. And they're, they're like poking fun at each other and stuff. Um, should definitely check it out. Um, towards the end, it was kind of funny. She said, yeah, we love the cage fans. The cage fans are all very kind hearted. And then Nomira's like, like me? And she kind of deadpans and goes, what? And then laughs. Mm, I like that. <laughs> well, I, I, I have actually seen that. I've seen a lot of people tweet that out. That, yeah. That's obviously the highlight of the interview. Yeah. Is, is that, that end part where and she, they, he said, I've seen, read some interviews with both of them before where he said some stuff where it's like, is he really like mean to her or like, but you can tell they're good friends. And yeah. It's all fun, yeah. But like sometimes you're like, if they weren't good friends, that would have crossed the line a little bit. Right. No right. Era. But one of the highlights for me was, um, so they'll be like in a recording session and they'll be doing it. And the first half, he says, all end up being retakes. They keep, they just have to redo it. Right. And then the second half is just all beautiful, perfect every time. Wow. And he was like, I, I sit there and I'm like, why, oh, why can she not just do it from the beginning? Oh, <laughs> and then she said something that I think it was like a weird translation. And it was like, because my God said I can't make good music or something like that. I don't know. Oh, whoa. I don't know. It was kind of, I think it's a translation thing yeah. or. My God said I can't make good music. Is Nomura her God? And he was Well, no, because like, he wants her to make good music. He's like, you can't make good music. Maybe like. Except for the second half. Yeah, I don't even know how to, how to, I don't even know what the translation, like. Yeah. And then I guess she like went into like a different dialect when she said it too. So I don't know. There's some weird translation with okay. it. Okay. All right. Cool. But yeah. Well, that sounds interesting. Yeah. Must have been a Soul Kingdom Hearts Newsweek, huh? Yeah. <laughs> like every week recently. Well, anytime our Lord Namura speaks, we have to we have to listen. He said he breathes. Namura breathes. KH fan base. <gasps> I hear he likes cheese boards. <laughs> if he liked cheese boards, he'd be here. <laughs> That's true. It's very true. All right. That's it for the podcast. That's, this week. that's, that's all, all I, Jason That's all together. I fucking got. No. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. He's Just kidding. Um, it's, it's October, October 1st. 1st. We didn't plan that. <laughs> it's October 1st. We promised you some Wayfinders. We got some winners. Three They're not winners. Wayfinders. Not Wayfinders. They're Keyblade They're Charms. They're Keyblade Charms of the Wayfinder Trio. Yeah. They're dope. Anyways, we got your winners here. For those who don't know what we're talking about, there was a contest we held where you had to join our Discord and comment in the question of the week saying what your favorite Kingdom Hearts game is and why. And why. And if you did it by October 1st, you would win one of the three Keyblade Charms as made by Blue Kingdom. Uh, we have Aqua's Charm, Terra's Charm, and Ventus's Charm. Yes. And they're very nice quality. I already have them boxed up. Just trying to figure yeah. out who to ship them to. Thanks to our boy. Blue Kingdom. Blue Kingdom. He made Which, them. Sidebar, special announcement for those that are involved oh, in Oh, yeah, yeah. Blue Kingdom. We asked him, and he's accepted. We, we asked. We, we, we said, Blue Kingdom. Please. Please. Become a mod on our Discord. Would you grace us? You already do it anyway. You you're, already, much... you're already there policing people. And Blue Kingdom said he would very much like to take that on. So... Um, you probably already know this because I think I, I'm going to announce it in Discord before the episode's up. But congratulations. Let's give a Woo! Blue Kingdom. I love you. 
Thank you for, for being a big part of the Anson Report podcast. And we appreciate you. We have an Anson Report report from him later this exactly. episode. Exactly. So. We're going to see. We're going to hear from him. Yes. We're going to hear from him. We're going to see him. Anyway, to the winners. Should to the winners. First, we got the Aqua Charm. Maybe I should do a real drum roll like in the audio instead of trying to do it with my. Yeah. It probably sounds terrible. Yeah. And it well, probably hurts. It does hurt a little bit. My my thighs are very pink now. <laughs> The inner side of his thigh. That's where he was smacking. Yeah, I was. <laughs> uh, you got to be careful. You might hit some some <laughs> sensitive parts down there. You keep doing that. Anyway, our first winner of the Aqua Charm. The Aqua Charm. Sean 2.0. Sean 2.0. Woo! Sean 2.0. Let's not forget, all three of our winners are eternally bound by friendship. Yeah, now they, they will be what is known as the Wayfinder Trio of the Answer Report podcast. Yes. So, uh, Sean, let's hear who you're going to be bound to forever. Right. Um, the winner of the Terra Charm Terra, okay. goes to... Which means they're the dumbest member of the group. But they got cool pants. Yep. No, those pants suck, too. They got cool pants. They have pants. cool hair. They have cool pants, Mike. Uh, Terra's pants are the worst, dude. They're worse than Riku's. Sorry. How dare you. His anyway, waiters. the winner of the Terra Charm goes to... Nominee is best grill. Nominee is best grill. Tired yam. Tired tired Whoa. yam is her name on there right now. Wow, you're the Terra. Congratulations. Congratulations. Okay, so who's the Ventus? The winner of the Ventus charm goes to Panda Boy. Panda Boys. Ventus, love it. Let's love go. It. So these are all Congratulations three uh, to our active members Trio. of our of our Discord and. We are going to be doing more giveaways soon, so please join our Discord, and we'll have some cool stuff to give away, including a really ball-ass Marluxia statue that Blue oh, Kingdom made for yeah. us. It's, I wish I could keep it. He told us we could keep it, and I said, nah, we're men of the people. Yeah, we have to. Also, um, if you're one of those three people, and uh, uh, reach out to me on Discord so I can get your address information and send you, and send it to send you your prize. Congratulations. Congratulations to everyone. Thank you so much. Thank you for everybody that participated. Yes. We will have more giveaways soon. Yes. Also, is, is have we read those submissions? Yeah, we did that like the week after. We did that right away. There wasn't any that was after. They, everyone a a answered right away. Uh, there's one that was after, but we can read it this week. Okay. Okay. Yeah, we'll read that later then. Yeah. Yep. All right. Well, congratulations to everybody. Hit up Mike. He'll Hit get him up. to you. You guys are eternally bound. You guys are eternally bound. You're the Wayfinder Trio. You yeah. always find each other in the darkness. And, uh, yeah, you'll be getting a Discord role that shows you you're the, you're the Wayfinder Trio. Oh, you're going to do all it that? It doesn't really do anything, but... Yeah, you get no privileges from it. But yeah, it's just no added privilege, but... You got a role to play. Yeah, your role to play is the trio. Yes. You, you get bodied instantly. Congratulations. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, we're going to go to our break now. We got a special... I. I I was walking outside. It was raining hellas today. Yeah. Crazy. It's Crazy. been raining all weekend. Right. My backyard is flooded. Mm -hmm. I walk outside, and there's a freaking bottle. Right. And inside, it's a letter. It was really weird, but though. But it's a digital because, letter? Dude, I, it, it, was, it was really weird, dude. Really weird. I just happened to be recording. On when my, you picked up the bottle? Yeah, and here's the audio that played. It just was imbued in the in the paper, and then the paper like disappeared in my hands. Thank God I had. Yeah, thank God you were recording. Right, I don't have the bottle either. 
the bottle. So I have no... What'd you do with the bottle? I, I, I think it got washed away while I was entranced. Mm, okay. All right. But so, yeah. I have no other evidence that this happened other than this recording. And <laughs> it's from Kyrie. Yes. So uh, enjoy that. I'm sorry I left without saying goodbye. Did Master Yensid tell you? I'm training to be a Keyblade wielder like you. That's right. No more waiting for you to come back from your adventures. I want to get out there and do my part to help. Merlin has used his magic to take us to a place where time doesn't matter. We could take as long as we need to complete our training. So, since we've had plenty of time to kill, I've subscribed to Audible.com so I can do some extra studying. I've listened to so many books on character development. I'm learning so much about how to be a strong female lead. Sora, I can't wait to show you everything I've learned. I know it won't be easy, but if you get a chance, go to audible.com forward slash Ansem Report for a free 30-day trial. And who knows? Maybe someday soon, you'll disappear, and we'll all think you're dead, and you won't have any friends to talk to, and you'll be all alone, with nothing but Audible.com to keep you company. So go to Audible.com for your free 30-day trial. There's no heart Audible.com can't reach. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back. Hello. This is the Answer Report Podcast. You already know it. What episode is it? Episode number 37. 37. Did you have to look? Huh? Did you have to look? Yeah, yeah. No, I wanted to make sure. Okay. Because <laughs> I was like, it's 36 or 37, but I need to know. <laughs> That's what I do every week. <laughs> now you understand. Thank you, Kyrie. Yeah, Kyrie, also known as uh, Master Vodqua. <laughs> In the Discord, yes, thank you very much. We got the best Discord ever. Yeah, we got so the best fans ever. If you want to be part of the best best Discord on Earth, you heard it here first. Bar none, best Discord in the universe. I followed my gummy ship all around the universe, and I did not find a better Discord. No, then go down the link below, click it, and join, and come hang out with us. We're up to seventy seven members now. Wow, we were at sixty nine members for like a week. And I forgot to That's shout wholesome. it out. I forgot to shout it out on the podcast when mm. we were on that. And then someone joined and ruined it. You're right. Right. So <laughs> what the These hell? are at 77. That's a good number. That's that they should be my football number. Oh. And then they didn't have 77 when I went to high school, and so I was 76. 
Whack. Yeah. Whack as fuck. Yeah, I hated playing football. Anyway. <laughs> Thank you to everyone who, you know, helps to make our podcast what it is. Right. Make it better. Right. Um, speaking of our podcast and our Discord, we got your question of the week. Oh, yeah. Question of the week. Question. You got a question. I got a week. It's a question of the week. Okay. So what was our question of the week, Jason? Our question of the week was, why is Jason just the best person uh, on earth? Actually. And then no one answered. Strange. <laughs> I can't our read this amount of footage. Our question of the week was, what's your favorite Kingdom Hearts 2 memory? What is your favorite block? What's your favorite in block Minecraft? in Minecraft? Some might say Kingdom Hearts 2 is so good that it invalidates Kingdom Hearts 3 completely. Hmm. I hear that. No. <laughs> All right. Man, there I am just still scrolling. Wow we Yeah, the, uh, okay. there wasn't very many towards the end of last week and i was like hey can people all comment on this because hey, i want jason to read as much as possible and then someone asked what did you do what did jason do to you and i didn't answer because then i wouldn't be able to blackmail him anymore <laughs> so yeah so now i have to read a lot anyway our first one comes from one of our winners oh wow sean 2.0 sean 2.0 shout out I'm going to take you on a wild ride here. My favorite Cage 2 memory never happened, but I did dream about it. When I played Cage 2, I had a dream where I was playing the game and I was in Radiant Garden. I was in the Bailey where you defend the door with Leon and the three fairies were there. I triggered something and they unlocked a new world for me to go into. So I went to the map and went to the newly unlo unlocked world and where I loaded in was on Terrace. That's right. In my dream, Kingdom Hearts 2 crossed over with one of the other best games ever made, Knights of the Old Republic. It went on a, for a while longer, but I don't remember much beyond knowing that I went to Knights of the Old Republic. I think I dreamt this whole additional sequence of Terrace after it had been bombarded. I also think I dreamt up a big section where you actually went down to the planet of Yavin and not just the space station. If I had to pick a real favorite memory, though, it's the first time I saw Roxas merge with Sora. I didn't understand what was happening, so I was just happily weird. This blonde kid was gone, so I could play with Donald and Goofy again. No, I, I understand that. That's yeah. uh, I think that's how most people felt when they first played Kingdom Hearts 2. But then over time, Roxas has you know, found a little spot in our all of our hearts. Right. Just like he did in Sora's. You know? It's free real estate. Yeah. <laughs> it's free real estate. <laughs> Thank yeah, you, Sean 2.0. Thank 0. you, Sean 2.0. This one's from Meteor Phoenix. Love it. Not not to be confused <laughs> with Meat Ear. It's Meteor Phoenix. I, can someone who has drawing <laughs> talent draw a Meteor Phoenix for me? <laughs> Just like a Phoenix that's had a little too he's, much he's, to eat. This freaking Meteor. Had a little too much wild bird seed. <laughs> anyway, KH2 has far too many moments that are amazing. But Agreed. since you spoke so glowingly of Beast's last time, I'm going to double down. Zaldan asks Beast who Beast chooses to save, Bell or the Rose. He's probably thinking he's clever, but Beast just says Bell. 
Solving Zaldin's super complicated riddle in two seconds. Bell then elbows number three of the organization in the ribs, takes the rose, and runs away smirking. Best Disney power couple. Take some fucking notes, Kyrie. That's true. You know, that would be actually a fun topic for us to talk about in a different show. Best Disney what? power couple. Yeah. Also, what is Belle's power level? <laughs> she just... I, I don't have my scouter. It took me like but I a would million guess, tries to beat him. I, I would guess... I don't have my scouter, but I would guess it's over 9,000. Over 9,000. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Confirmed I'll be here, on the show. I'll be here all week, everybody. That was a great joke. <laughs> Thank you. On the show. Tip your waitress. Next one is from Skittles for Hannah. Shout out to Skittles for Hannah. Skittles for Hannah consistently Consistent. has the best memes. Best memes. Best memes. I, I, I stand that. I don't think that's how standing works. I stand that. I mean, I'm not an expert on standing, but I don't think that's I how it works. I stand that. I, under- I can stand I it. understand that. <laughs> He's here all week. Whoa! Whoa! Skittles for Hannah says, my favorite KH2 memory is when I battled Zaldin the first time and thought I died and got rescued by Michael Mouse. <laughs> Michael Mouse. That's his full name. <laughs> Michael. Michael Mouse, get up uh-huh. here. Uh-huh. It's me, Michael Mouse. Uh-huh. <laughs> Top Mickey, 10 Mickey's best my dad. Uh-huh. plot twists ever. Okay, nice. my, my favorite part about that is that he doesn't cast Holy, he casts Pearl. Yeah. Which, I don't think Final Fantasy had used Pearl since, like, the NES days when they renamed Holy to Pearl because they didn't want to offend Christians. Mm. Um, and then, of course, when Disney comes back, yeah. they, they're like, oh, we can't, he can't cast Holy. Hell no. Pearl? <laughs> I, I had... I was going to make a Walt Disney Drake meme. <laughs> it's called Holy, and he's like, nah. And then it's called Pearl, and he's like, yeah. Of course, it had to be Disney's like severed head kept in a... So after, um, after you said, hey, I want Jason to read a lot... It exploded, right? It, it popped off. Um, we got Mel from The Secret Reports. Shout out. We're also going to hear from Mel later in the podcast. Yes, Mel. I, I sent out the, the, uh, the secret signal. reports signal. We need a better signal because it can't be bat signal because that's not Kingdom Hearts related. That's true. We sent out. We the, sent out just the signal. That's the the. Kingdom I literally summoned. summoned Kingdom Hearts into the sky, <laughs> the moon, to get secret Mel from the secret reports to explain <laughs> the Ansem reports to us because we're so stupid. Yeah. We're so fucking stupid <laughs> that we couldn't possibly figure it out on our own. And Mel is an absolute genius when it comes yes, to Kingdom Hearts big lore. brain time. I would love for some time, Mel, this is an official invitation for you to come on the show at any time. If you'd like. If you'd like, and talk about Kingdom Hearts lore with us, because us dummies can't understand it as well as you right. do. And you, you have a way of explaining it. It's that, always big brain time for Mel. Right. Well, you have a way of explaining it that's just, for some reason, it just clicks with me. And so, <laughs> if you ever want to come on the show and talk about Kingdom Hearts Lord, this is your open invitation. Yeah. This is your Smash Bros., this is your well, because like she like your letter that's floating in the breeze, <laughs> and then you find it and open it and go, oh, the answer report, huh? <laughs> biggest crossover. Talk about the biggest crossover of all time. Yes, secret reports with the answer report. Anyway, double reports. Mel <laughs> says <laughs> went way too far. My favorite cage to memory was watching Final Mix's secret ending for the first time on YouTube. Oh yeah, because I for sure didn't own a Japanese PS2 or even a copy of Final Mix itself. Me neither. But I rewatched the final mix secret ending over and over. It completely captured my imagination because I had never seen anything like it at the time. Agreed. 
That's a Agreed. good ass memory. The the final mix secret movie is really dope because that's basically the opening movie for BBS. Right. Um. Well, and it, it's e- like what the hell? You you can't see anyone's faces or right. anything. Well, that well no, because you see um, you you see oh you uh, see Ventus you see Zaydor, and then you see Vent- half of Ventus's face because he like, yeah. crushes it, and then at the end you see Tara's face. Oh, you do. Yeah, you dude, do. It, it was pretty insane how much they showed in that. Yeah, and that's like the final battle of BBS. So when people are like, "Numira's spoiling everything with the trailers," it's like he does. He's always done this. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm gonna go. Can I go my memory now? Because that that. Oh yeah, that. yeah, yeah. So my favorite Kingdom Hearts two memory isn't actually the final mix movie. It's the regular secret movie. Mm. Um, Sunset Horizons, I believe, is the name of it. Okay. Okay. And it shows. Ven, Terra, and Aqua in their armor. We don't know. Who, we didn't know who they are. Some giant beast dies behind them, right? It's like very faint. You can see like it's like it like dissipates. Oh yeah, and yeah. They're standing in the middle, of like the crossroads of the Keeble Graveyard, and then you see what we found later was Zaynort's shadow walking towards them, and it it flashes all these like quotes on screen, you know? Yeah. And then it says "Birth by Sleep," and you're like, "What, what is that? What's Birth by Sleep?" But the music yeah from that section it's ominous oh it's so scary dude it's ominous that and you know it became more regular because i think in bbs that's what plays in the keyblade graveyard the entire keyblade yeah. graveyard yeah uh, like a version of that song but that song dude i remember i used to like get chills like watching yeah. it just be like oh i remember one time it's like when you watch a scary movie or like there's a part of a movie that you think is really scary as a kid and you kind of like blow that part out of proportion. Well, and and, and it, it wasn't even that it was scary. It's chilling. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like it's um, I wasn't like frightened of it, but there were times where I heard that song by myself and I was like, skip. You know what I mean? Because I was like, I, I can't handle that right now. You were like I, looking I, around. I'm like in the dark. Well, I, know, I remember specifically one time it was around when like iPods had become a big deal. That's how old I am. And I, I had gotten this big ass iPod, like classic. You yeah, know, like, yeah. The, like a billion gigs of music. And so I had everything on there, right? Including Kingdom Hearts soundtrack. Okay. And I was driving in my car. I think I was on my way to work, but it was at night. And I took a, I was going to take a left. And I was like, you know what? I'll listen to it. I won't skip it this time. And I was just like, I'm so shooken up by listening to this in my car at, in the dark. You know what I mean? Like something as bad it's is going to happen. You know, it's, it's just so... The the part where um, it, like, everything kind of drops and it's just that haunting piano. Do you know what I'm talking about in that song? I haven't heard it in a while, so I can't... Um, it's hard to describe because... Mm. It's or maybe it's not piano, maybe it's violin. Mm. It might be violin actually. But like it every like it's it everything just drops out and it's like that dun, 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 like melody. Okay, yeah. That part is what gets me every time. <laughs> and then as like Xehanort's walking to the shadow of Xehanort's walking towards it's like dun, 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 like the drums come in and it's just it's just so good. Shout Everyone's out to Yoko. Die. Shout out to Yoko Shimomura for just uh just really knowing how to capture a mood with oh, music, yeah. dude. Like, just, it's incredible. And, yeah, I watched that movie so many times after. And then when the new one came out, I was like, what is this? <laughs> he split into a guy that's wearing Riku, evil Riku's clothes. Yeah. And and that kid true. looks kind of like Roxas. And he looks just like Roxas. <laughs> and then I don't think they show Aqua in that at all. I think Aqua still has her armor on. Oh, yeah, I think the whole time. But... 
Terra takes off his helmet at the end, and I think the one his eyes turn yellow. Yeah, I think and he's so. Like, ah, and he looks up at like the yeah. Zaynort and uh, foreshadowing. Yeah, pretty crazy. Anyway, sorry, yeah. I kind of hijacked that, but no, no, that's that, a good, that's a good that's memory. My, that's my favorite memory. That's KH2, which is nuts because KH two was chock full of just amazing things. But I've always been drawn to those secret movies. Yeah, secret you know? movies are. I mean, you you put so much time in to like unlock the secret right. movies and stuff. It's like right. And I almost miss the days where you couldn't just like pull up YouTube and like, yeah. like, like you had to beat it in order, right? Like because I've watched I've watched Ozora so many times on YouTube at this point, right? You know? Right. I kind of miss the days when you didn't. But at the same time, I feel like if that was the case, I'm like, how come it's not on YouTube? Like I'd be mad. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. It's it's a it's a catch catch twenty. Yeah. 22. Damned if what, you what do, damned catch? if you don't. Catch twenty two. I was gonna say it's a catch twenty twenty. Catch twenty twenty. That's like my news report. Catch twenty twenty. <laughs> <laughs> Our next news. one is from Nominee as Best Girl slash Tired DM. Tired DM. Whatever you want to go by. A lot of name changes there, yeah. but that's okay. At least uh, it's not Sean. Yeah. No offense to the Seans. There was just a lot yeah, of imagine, Seans. Imagine being named Sean. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Dude, they already quit your union. I don't know what they're going to yeah, do. I know. Now. I have to throw shade at them, dude. They're probably going to join back your union and go, oh, we upset Jason. We have to go back to his union. <laughs> exactly. I am going to be that bitch. But some of my fondest Cage 2 memories are seeing some of the Kyrie scenes for the first time. She has some badass moments in Cage 2, like running into a, a dark corridor. I mean, can you imagine any of this strange... What? Of this strange server, except for the... Thirsto duo? What? I'm confused. <laughs> Co and Box running into it without hesitation. Too lazy writing the rest, but still. I think what uh, Tired Yam is trying to say is can you imagine anybody other than the Box? Because the Box is the thirst, mm. the thirst queen of the server. <laughs> okay. I think that's what she's trying to say. And and Kogaru. And, and Kogaru. I, I think that's what she's trying to say. Okay, okay. It's a, it's a Discord inside joke. And it's a Discord inside joke. Yes. Anyway. Ha <laughs> ha! Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but that's true. Kyrie's way more of a bad bitch in Cage 2. Yeah. Well, it was a nice prog progression yeah. from um, 1 to 2. And then you were like wanting more, right? And then three and then comes three around. Three was and like didn't... back to cage. I mean, she she did some things, but not no, enough. not not enough. enough, not enough. Um, <laughs> and then there's some. It's it's Ko Kagaru in uh, the box saying thank you for your vote of confidence, and then. The box says, can you imagine being so thirsty that you run into a dark corridor without any hesitation? Yeah, if um, if I knew there was water on the other side of the <laughs> corridor. That's, all, oh, that's wait, the only that's way what, thirst could mean. That's not what they're talking about, right? Anyway, this, one is from, this one is from Mixed. Mixed? What up, Mixed? My favorite KH2 memory was during initial release. I had broken my foot. I was out of oh, work no. and basically stuck in a chair. I played KH2 for two weeks while it healed. The a thousand heartless battle was awesome. If I had to pick one or maybe the first, if I had to pick one or maybe the first time dual wielding. If I had to pick two, there are too many good moments in that game. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. That's why I picked a moment that's not technically in the game. Yeah. It's after. Right. Right. 
Yeah, but yeah, the Thousand Heartless battle is Chef's Kiss. Oh, yeah. The dual wielding. Oh, yeah. The forms. So good. So, so good. good. So good, dude. I remember, like, playing, and, like, when you got a new form, you were like, oh, shit. Right. And then you're like, well, when do I get the next one? And then the whole time you're just like, I need another drive. I need another form. Give me a hit. Uh, Give me a hit. And then you're, like, leveling it up, grinding it up at the same time. Yeah. Mm. Classic. Mm, best game. Best game. I might go play Cage 2 right after this. Oh, wow. Mm. Oh, so good. Anyway, the next one is from the box. Favorite Cage 2 memory, gotta be the fight against Roxas in the world that never was, even when it was just a cutscene. In my opinion, it's the most emotional moment in the entire series, and the one that always gets me. When I replayed Cage 2 Final Mix last year and got to experience the fight, and then the added cutscenes, I died. I was bawling like an idiot, just like the first time I played the original Cage 2 back in the day. For me, it's quite rare to get attached to the main characters. I am a hardcore pro-villain fangirl most of the time. But Rox's story is so well told and so normal compared to all the weird shit that goes on in the rest of the games that has stuck with me across the years. Roxy is best boy, and I am so happy he finally got to go to the damn beach at the end of Cage 3. For sure, That dude. is true. For that sure. That is true. That's like something I didn't think about. He finally right. got to go to the beach. Not with Hayner Pencil left, his but summer with vacation. his actual friends. Right, right. The, the ones that actually are real. Right. The ones that actually exist. You know, I have a theory that I'm not going to talk about right now, but I'm just going to give you a little taste of it. Uh, Hayner, Pence, and Olette aren't real. Just in general. Just in general. They're not real. So, like... No, no, no. We're not going to talk any more about it. That's all I'm going to say. Hmm. That's my theory. Was that, was, that that it for, was that it for a question um, of the week? No, my phone just died, so I need yours. Oh, good <laughs> Lord in heaven. So what happens when you... Dude, I had to use Google Maps for like a solid hour today. It just drained my battery. And plus I have this like... The thing that I think drains my battery the most is this stupid progressive app that like tracks your driving, like the safe driving thing. I think it just drains it. Okay, where were we? I can... can Yep. Here you go. Here's the next one. Thank you, thank you. Shout out to my iPhone 11 for letting Jason read yes, the rest of the questions outs. of the week. <laughs> this is, oh, it's such a good phone. I can see it so clearly. Yeah, yeah you're welcome. Okay, okay. Ah. Ah. Hey, Jason's getting, getting comfortable getting right now. I'm getting comfy now. All right. This is from K Fleur. K Fleur. K Fleur. Favorite Cage 2 memory. Mine is actually the vibes I got from watching the opening cinematic movie. Oh, hell yeah. It really yeah. is a beautiful work of graphics and editing that nicely summarizes what happens in Cage 1 and Chain of Memories without too many spoilers. Sanctuary is also a bop, so that's always a plus. Total goosebumps in the scene where Sora, Riku, and Kairi are holding hands in the sand at Destiny Islands, and just as the music gets quiet, they all fall through it and Roxas emerges. Me being a young... Sweet summer child actually thought it was Sora because a neighbor made me believe he had gotten a new hairstyle and was more grown up in this game. Classic. Nice. Classic. He's got the bleached hair Classic from the Classic un- unreliable narrator. <laughs> Classic. Oh, yeah, that's him. He's just older. Our next memory comes from another one of our winners, Panda Boy. Panda Boy. What's good, Panda? Favorite Cage 2 memory, the beginning of a new adventure, a new story. The moment in the opening cinematic when Riku, Sora, and Kairi are laying hand in hand is one of my favorites. The beach moves in a horizontal view and Roxas drops through from Sora. 
was the start of something new, some special to me. And from then on, I developed my love for my favorite character, Roxas. The whole beginning segment with Roxas is my favorite Cage 2 memory. It gave a warm feeling of hanging out with my friends during summer vacation and a, an identity feeling, a boy trying to figure out all the changes happening around him. Last but not least, the moment when Roxas finds Sora giving in to the thought he belongs with Sora, although his heart belongs to him. The bittersweet moments of summer ending. Sora, you're lucky. Looks like my summer vacation is over. Wee, 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 wee. That's my favorite Cage 2 memory. Wee, wee, wee. Because I reminisce of days wee, when there was actually a summer wee, vacation. Wee, no worries of school wee, or work. Wee, Just doing whatever you want. Wee, wee, Bonus. Wee, wee, wee. When Sora gets flown... Which gets flung just from Hades flicking him with his finger. Oh, yeah, that's classic. <laughs> that's classic. <laughs> Sorry, I thought the me doing Roxas theme was necessary. No, it was necessary. Okay. It was necessary. Whenever I hear, looks like my summer vacation's over, like it's, that song it's is just yeah. there. Yeah. <laughs> the depression is there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Um, our next one is from Ghost Type. Shout out to Ghost Type. What's good, Ghost Type? Cage 2 was my first ever Cage game. My family has never, was never big on video games, and our first console we owned was PlayStation 2. And my sister accidentally bought me Kingdom Hearts 2 instead of Kingdom Hearts 1. I was absolutely mesmerized by the opening, and plot-wise, I had absolutely no idea what was going on. Probably why I related to Roxas so much. Since I was just a dumb kid, it took me forever to realize I was playing the second game. I remember when Sora came back and Roxas disappeared, I was so angry and confused. I kept going, where's Roxas? When Ro when's Roxas coming back? Little do I know how long I'd have to wait for that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no kidding. Right. No kidding. <laughs> That's super like crazy that that was Ghost Type's perspective. Yeah. Because they just played the wrong game. First. Right, right. That's funny. Yeah. I remember um, my sister bought me a, a book. If. I think it was like the Guardians of Gahul books, right? It was like this like 20 or 25 book long series. And she bought me like the like 12th one. Mm -hmm. And I was like, well, shit, I guess I got to read the first one. And I read through like 16 of them or something like that. Mm -hmm. um, I read, um, I had read The Hobbit. Okay. But I read Two Towers first. Oh, but like, see... Like Tolkien and I was, does a way better job of right, like. Right, but I was super being... confused, dude. Yeah. Well, the reason I read it is because we had this thing called I don't remember what it was called. Because you had like a uh, like a. But if you was, read a certain amount of pages or whatever. Right, the bigger the book, the higher score you got. And yeah. Then the higher your reading level, and I was like, I'm trying to get that 12th grade reading level. I was in like sixth grade. Yeah. So I read. I was like, they didn't have the first one, and I was like, fuck it, I'll read the second one. <laughs> and so I read the second. You're like, one. this is just for a grade. I don't right, care. Right. And I was like, hmm. And I don't think I ever went back to re read the first one. I think I read the third one. Mm. I read like, Return of the King. Yeah. I would say you'd probably be confused for the first couple of chapters, but then it's like a pretty self-contained story after that. I was just kind of like, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I, uh, yeah. I'll get it eventually. Right. Yeah. <laughs> All right. This is from Master Vodqua. Master Vodqua. Confession time. I only played KH1 when KH2 had just come out. <gasps> dun, dun, dun. Not a real fan. So for me... I was just so excited there was more after finishing the first game. Hell yeah. I remember distinctly that I had gotten grounded for something and had to stay in my room. 
I walked out to use the bathroom, and on my way, I see my oldest sister had bought me Cage 2, and it started playing it without me. Hashtag ultimate betrayal. Definitely. Fuck that bitch. Whoa, hey. Yes. Hey. Dude. Hey. If you and me were playing, and then you played KH2 without me while I was fucking grounded, fuck you, dude. All right. All right. <laughs> Fair enough. I remember standing in the hallway and just gawked at the graphics. Eventually, I had my sentencing reduced, and I had to start my own save file to catch up. At this point, I'm just writing more to make sure Jason has to read it all. It's a, <laughs> it's a favor to Mike. Mike, you owe me. Anyway, all this... To my day, today is my favorite memory. I hadn't read that one. Was yet. the feeling I had while watching the ending? Those Sora and Riku cutscenes always get me, especially the calm surrender they emote while sitting in the dark by the ocean. It always makes me feel calm too. Now I'm debating writing more to just extend the anguish, <laughs> but I think I'm gonna stop it here. Wait, wait, no. Well, yeah, okay, the end. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Master Vodka. Thank you for that. That's funny shit. I like that. Your sister's terrible, and so is my brother. And so I, are you. You know? <laughs> you know, you, you merely adopted the dark. I was born in it, <laughs> molded by it. I hadn't seen the light until I was already a man. Yes. And by then it was blinding. <laughs> Our next one and last one is from... Panda Boy! Panda Boy! Wait, did Panda Boy do two? Oh, no, Panda Boy, that's the Panda Boy did for the yeah. contest, and that's the one that won Panda Boy. Right. The contest. Yeah. So Panda Boy got that submission in last minute. Last minute. Yesterday. Yesterday. Shout out to Panda Boy. Nice call. Last day to do it. Right. My favorite Kingdom Hearts game. I want to say Kingdom Hearts 2 or 358 over two days because Roxas. However, I'm going to say Kingdom Hearts Birth by Sleep. Whoa. Hell yeah. That was a curveball. Hell yeah. It was like, let me say KH2 or 3-5. And then it was like, psych, BBS, bitch. I'm going to say Birth by Sleep. This game gave us three new characters to get to know and play. All have different abilities and styles and personalities. Also, like Pokemon, they gave us a playable girl, Keyblade Master, giving girls the confirmation and confidence that Keyblade wielders aren't just guys, but girls too. This and game, Aqua is like, yeah, is like not Aqua is like just not any number one. <laughs> Aqua is best girl, yes, not just any girl, right? Best girl. This game, I like Aqua new... so much that Tara gets mad at me. Hmm. That's probably, a problem. Probably a problem. That's a problem. Huh? Maybe I should not like Aqua. So much. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you shouldn't flex that. <laughs> yeah, it was a weird flex, <laughs> but okay. This game gave us a new playable style, gave us new playing style, new moves like shot locks and mobility moves. We also got the ability to train and combine moves and spells to create more and more powerful moves. There's Mario Party style mini games and new worlds to explore and learn from. Each character's development comes from the worlds and people they interact with, whether good or bad, understanding that there is a light and the darkness and also balance and control between the two. Although a side game and a sad one, their story has a lot of lessons. Friendship, pain, loyalty, balance, second chances, and the duty to the heart. Wow. I'm going to give that a Kingdom Hearts. Uh, pa Panda Boy really did work to, yeah. to win that charm. Right. It wasn't just like... And it's cool because BBS is his favorite. So right. 
We're it wasn't just like we're doing we're doing we're doing Nomura's work here on the Answer yeah. Report podcast. To be honest. All right, so that's question of the week. That's question. What's of the, the week? What's the question of the week next week, my guy? Question of the week next week. Mm. Mm, Jason, this I is seen, sad. I seen, I seen one that I was kind of interested by. This is sad because I thought you knew the answer to this. Master Vodka suggested a question of the week. Yeah. What well, was the? Who would you cast? Right. Who would you cast in a right. live action cage? Yeah. Yeah. And you didn't want to go with that? No, that's what I was going to go with. Oh. Well, then why didn't you just say that? Because well, I wanted to make sure I got it right, dude. Okay, okay fair enough. Fair Let enough. me run my show, dude. All right, sorry. Fuck you, sorry. dude. Sorry. Let me do my thing, dude. All right, I'm sorry. Dude. I love you, dude. I love you too, bro. <laughs> anyway, uh, our our question of the week is Kingdom Hearts is a live action movie. Who do you cast? Who are you casting? Wait, KH one or, or uh, can it just be it's a series? It's now? a series. It's like so a t- I could it's cast, a TV show. I could cast Yen Sid. Yeah, I can cast Yozora. Yeah, you can I cast want, anyone. I want uh, except for like the Disney characters. Like they're they're still animated. Hercules is animated. <laughs> yeah, that's weird. <laughs> Can't we cast the no? Voice no, actors? it's it's open. It's 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 open. You can do whatever. Okay. Well, no, I'm not animals still have to be animals. Yeah. Mickey still has to be a mouse, but you can cast a voice actor to play Mickey yeah, Mouse. You could be like, Danny DeVito is going to play Mickey Mouse <laughs> and Phil. <laughs> but when he plays Phil, it's live action. <laughs> With CGI. <laughs> CGI to be yeah. like a foot tall. No, he's, he's, he's about the right height for Phil. <laughs> we just got CGI the hooves. No, up. he's not. He's yeah. so small. Phil's like two feet tall. Yeah, Danny DeVito's like two <laughs> no, feet tall. Have you not. seen that guy? He's, he's, Hercules picks him up like like full full diaper baby. I could pick up Danny DeVito like that, <laughs> and I'm not as strong as Hercules. Okay, okay. He'd be like, put me down. <laughs> I'm not some kind of baby that went poo-poo. <laughs> I got two words for you. Put me down. diapers don't leak. <laughs> Anyway, so that's the, the question of the week for next week. So yeah. fucking answer it. Answer it. <laughs> I don't know what I was going to say. Uh, you you gave me my phone back, but we, you still yeah, need forgot, my phone. I forgot. I forgot. You still need my phone. But yeah, thank you to everyone who answered question of the week. We love you all. Appreciate you. Um, that was me giving you kisses. Kisses. Um, little kissies. This is a little awkward, dude. <laughs> no tongue. <laughs> nope, just strictly little lip smooches. I'm giving little <laughs> smooches. Strictly platonic smooches. You okay, never, okay, you dude. never smooch your friends. <laughs> no, I smooch Addison every time I see him. Just <laughs> smooch him all over. He doesn't like it, <laughs> but I do it. It's not consensual, but it's platonic. <laughs> like I'm not sexually aroused while I smooch him. <laughs> It's just, and if I am, it's coincidence. Yeah, if I am, it's because another reason that I'm, I can't tell you. <laughs> but it's definitely not because Addison's hot. <laughs> he is. He's very hot. He's he's fucking hot. He's he's so hot. I wish he'd come back on the podcast. I wish. He just made a quick appearance in the Discord and vanished, just like the real master of masters. Right. He's a, he's a fucking he's a rat bastard. He's en- enigmatic. Right. It's hard to wrap your... It's like we're here every fucking week. Right. 
and he's cooler than us and he's not even here right right <laughs> right now i know how the rest of the freaking people felt when the master master like they're like what the i'm fuck, like dude? i'm like i'm like killing my friends i'm like a giant bear man and i'm like what the fuck <laughs> where is he yeah swear to me <laughs> what <laughs> What if a said was like I'm, Batman? I'm casting a, a set as Christian Bale Batman. Oh, dude, that would be so good. <laughs> uh, quick sidebar. Uh, there's an arcade where we work, and the new trend in arcades is to have um, like these games where you get like character cards, and then if you collect them all, you get a bunch of tickets, right? Yeah, yeah. You're aware of this. I'm just explaining it to everybody else. And there's this DC Heroes one that we have, mm. right? And it has like... There's like four sides of it. There's a Wonder Woman side, there's a Flash side, there's a Batman side, and then there's like a villain side, right? Okay. And the villains has like Joker and Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Do Flash and Wonder Woman have villains? I don't even fucking the know. Boys. The boys. compared to Batman they don't. But, you know, the, any any arcade game has like an attract cycle where they want people like they try to do things to get people like play a cool tune or yeah. you know, whatever. And <laughs> there's bat there are different characters from it, say Swipe a card or insert coin to play. But when it's Batman, he's like, swipe a card or insert coin to play. And it makes me laugh every time because he's like so like polite, but doing the Batman voice. <laughs> swipe a card or insert coin to play. And it's just it. Thank you. I'll just be walking around doing my job and I'll hear it. And it just makes me laugh so hard. Anyway, we were talking about that's good, man. So it made me think of that. That's good. Anyway, uh, anyway, what are we doing now? Next is. I told you it was happening earlier. I promised it. You did. Mel. Secret reports. Answered the the Kingdom Hearts summoning. Answered the Assad Assad signal. <laughs> Answered the bear signal <laughs> in the sky. Uh, so Mel starts with answer report nine. I'm, I'm assuming this is as reference. These are two things that they're referencing. So what the re okay? They basically did like a fucking like college. She did have like a college essay where she like has the documents yeah. and then writes like like a, a, a essay. So a four part essay and references the different parts. Of, she does a fucking document based question. Right. So basically <laughs> what happened was last week we were talking about the answer report number nine. Yes. And we we're like, hold on. None of this makes sense because Mickey showed up. But Mickey was in a gummy ship, but we thought Mickey was flying around with the star thing. Yeah. And so we were like, this doesn't It's like, add how up. do you not know that's Terra? Is it just all retconned? Is it not, you know? And yeah. so we wanted, I sent out the bear signal, the Ascent signal, for Mel, the secret reports, to come in and help us. And, and yes. so she wrote this really nice thing that Jason's going to read now yes. for us. I'm first going to read the answer report from last week. Okay, do it up. Which is answer report nine. Simply astonishing. Today I had a guest from another world. He is a king, and his vessel is built of the material that composed the meteors. N not meteor, like meteor. Yeah, yeah, meteor. <laughs> we need to say, we need to pronounce that word. Meteor. Meteors. He called the pieces nice gummy blocks. Oars in a boat. That <laughs> oh, <meet>. no. Meteors. <laughs> <laughs> they're like fucking drunk and like sticks. sharks like come up and bite them. Oh, like, damn it. How am I going to get anywhere? The sharks <laughs> ate my oars. Meteors. <laughs> no, I'm trapped in this boat. Uh, Sorry. Anyway, he called the pieces gummy blocks. It seems that they, that my opening the door has opened a path to interworld travel. We talked for countless hours. But one story in particular caught my interest. They have a key called the Keyblade. The Keyblade is said to hold phenomenal power. 
One legend said its wielder saved the world, while another says that he wrought chaos and ruin upon it. I must know what this keyblade is. A keyblade opens doors. It must be connected to the door I have opened. Dun, dun, dun. The next Ansem report is Ansem report two from KH2. What? Yeah, that Mello's going to reference. Okay. A visitor from another world sued a phone call from Phoenix, Arizona. Oh, my phone started ringing. Decline. It, don't answer that. <laughs> people, people are out for me in Phoenix. Don't answer that. <laughs> they, they know about they, the meteor. Phoenix. Yeah, they know about the meteor Phoenix. Yeah, they they don't like it. <laughs> the, the whole city's covered in meat. <laughs> it's a meteor Phoenix. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's like cloudy with a chance of meatballs. <laughs> Don't go to Phoenix. It's not good right now. <laughs> Maybe here, Phoenix. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> okay. A visitor from another world soothed my dejected soul. A tiny king named Mickey came wielding a legendary key, the infamous Keyblade. Said to bring both chaos and prosperity to the world. He was very knowledgeable on many topics, and we deepened our friendship as we conversed companionably. Upon his advice, I decided to review the data obtained at my basement lab. This is when I discovered the Ansem reports. Though they bore my name, the only one I had written was number zero. Apparently, he had gone on to pen numbers one through not eight himself. So are you telling me nine is Ansem the Wise again? Why would he start at nine? <laughs> anyway, anyway. So this is what Mel says. So, remember that in English, the KH1 Ansem reports start with the number one. While in Japanese, they start with the number zero. Okay, so what I said is wrong. Right. So the... Reports that Ansem the Wise refers to in the sec in Secret Ansem Report 2 is KH1's Ansem Reports 2 through 9. This is not to say that Ansem the Wise wrote Kingdom Hearts 1's Ansem Report 10 through 13, but chances are Xehanort finished those himself still after Ansem the Wise discovered 2 through 9. Like the way of Xehanort saying, I just got in trouble for stealing Ansem's identity, but fuck the police. I'm doing it even more because fuck you. Got okay. it. Got that makes it. sense. This is supported by DDD's first cutscene, where Xehanort still takes the name Ansem. Because we see the lab activated in the background, this cutscene probably takes place around Ansem Report 12, where Ansem submits to the darkness and becomes a heart. Ansem the Wise could not have written KH1's reports 10 through 13 since by this time Xemnas, created by Xehanort submitting to the darkness and becoming a heart slash plus nobody in KH1 report 12, banished him to the realm of nothing. KH2 Ansem report 3, 4, and 5, although that negates the one theory you read earlier in the podcast, Ansem the Wise only discovers nobodies in KH2 Ansem report 6. Paragraph summary. Ansem, the Seeker of Darkness, still wrote all of KH1 plus KH1 FM's reports. Okay. So. So. Wait, is that it? No, no, no. Oh, okay. That's only 
part one of four that okay, Mel has okay, written. Okay, okay, okay. So, so to so, recap, to recap, yeah, Ansem, Secret of Z- Darkness, Ansem, Secret of Darkness, aka Xehanort, Terranort, yeah. wrote because he wasn't Secret of Darkness yet because that's the heartless of him. Yeah, that's true. That's right, true. Right. So it's it's Terranort, Terranort, wrote zero or one through nine, two, two through, through nine, nine. Two in through English. nine in English, two through nine. Ansem the Wise wrote one or zero in Japanese. Yeah. He wrote two through nine and then 10 through 13 as well. But when Ansem discovered, Ansem Wise discovered it in Kingdom Hearts 2 and Ansem Report 2. He had two, only written up to he'd nine. He'd only even written up to nine. Or, and then he wrote three more. Got it. Okay. Um, okay. This, is, this okay. is setting a baseline for us here. Yeah. Here, it's important to note that Mickey never meets Terra in Birth by Sleep. Somehow, Nomura was able to write the entire game without the two ever meeting face-to-face. This is why Mickey does not immediately recognize Apprentice Xehanort in this scene of KH2. Really? Yeah. I thought he would have met Terra. I guess you're right. Mickey he does, knows of Terra. Yeah. Mickey does refer to Terra as his friend in DDD. What you did back then, your mistakes, changed the destinies of three of my friends. But that is an overlook. Mickey was only told about Terra by Aqua. Like in the mysterious tower when Ven's sleep. So paragraph Mickey didn't realize Terra was possessed by Xehanort until Cage Three because Mickey never met Terra himself. That makes sense. And okay. and I never realized that that it's weird that Mickey's like, yo, my three friends, and it's like Mickey, you only met two of them. Yeah. Mickey, you know, I, I think next week I'm gonna do a little I wanna talk more about Mickey Michael Mouse here. <laughs> Michael Mouse. There's been a lot of the Discord's been talking about a little bit too. Mickey does not get painted in a very good light. No. In in any of Kingdom Hearts. So I kind of want to look into Mickey a little more. Yeah. Maybe But like not outright. Like you have to like read between the lines. Right. I mean, there's like uh something that people have been referencing is how he talks about darkness is scary and I don't really know what it is, but you know we should hate it anyway. Like he doesn't say that exact words, but it's kind of what he says, yeah. right? Anyway, sorry. That I think I think me and Michael Mouse are going to have some time together next yeah. week. Yeah. So the third part is there's a link to a YouTube video and says this cutscene is also linked earlier, takes place before Mickey sets out to find out why the stars are blinking out. The letter in Cage One's beginning, but it's still set during a time when Mickey is king of Disney Town. Cage Two Secret Ansem Report Two. Mickey was not a king yet during BBS when he uses when he used the Star Shard. While it's not confirmed, chances are Chip and Dale were able to build a gummy ship when slash after Mickey became king. And that's why he was able to use it during his visit to Radiant Garden. This cutscene and KH2's, uh, KH2's report 2 are set during a time when Mickey had access to the gummy ship. Okay, so... So when he meets Diz, so Ansem the Wise, he's a king already. But when he's using the star to travel, he's not, he's not king a king. Yet. He's right. He's not so a king yet. It's assumed that whoever Ansem met isn't Mickey? No. No, it could still be him. Today I had a guess, and his vessel is built from the material that is composed. Right. He doesn't have a gummy ship yet. No, he does. He When he becomes king, the idea is that Chip and Dale were able to build him a gummy ship when he became king. Okay, let's go on to the fourth part. Okay. A wee bit more of a theoretical analysis. Now, to be honest, I genuinely think Nomura fucked up. <laughs> for a while, fucked up, and also and only realized before 2.8 came out that both the KH1 reports and the KH2 reports mentioned meeting Mickey. 
for the first time doesn't make sense unless both Apprentice Xehanort and Ansem the Wise met him independently. In 0.2, when Mickey finds the Kingdom Key D, Kingdom Key D, he quotes this passage, the door to darkness tied by two keys, the door to darkness to seal the light. This is a direct quote from the pack from the passage found in the hollow bastion section of world terminus. And then it is a, there's a cage wiki link, right? This passage while not confirmed is probably written by Terranort since it contains very similar themes to the answer reports. He wrote about the door to darkness and the heartless. Now the question remains, how could Mickey know about this passage? The only solution is that Mickey was either in that lab himself at one point and maybe he was since he fucking sits on so much important information all the time. Or he met Terranort himself in a situation where Xehanort could tell slash show him that same passage. And because the only time we see on screen where Mickey meets Terranort, this would have to be the second meeting off screen. And that could easily fit in with KH1's answer report 9. So paragraph summary, 0.2 hints us to believe that Mickey did indeed meet and talk with Terranort like KH1's answer report to states. Okay. At Spike, one of you owes me a free Coke, LMAO, split the money. Uh, we will definitely buy you a free Coke. We'll buy you multiple Cokes. Multiple Cokes. Um, okay. So here's my I thought I need process. a Coke, too, dude. My fucking, I had to read that. Yeah. You need, like, a hand warmer or something. <laughs> Why do I need a hand warmer? No, no, no. Mel needs, like, oh. something for the hands because oh, it was oh, tight. Oh. I think I, she just uh, wants a Coke. I did it. Um, <laughs> so here, here's... <laughs> Here's my thought process on it. Um, I think it's a retcon. It's obviously a retcon, right? But what if, if hear this? Let, let me let me play this out for you. Thank you for that information, by the way, Mel. What if you know he's pretending he's putting his name as Ansem, right? Xehanort, Terranort. He's saying I'm Ansem, ha ha ha, right? So like, he, are you thinking he saw the meeting? So, he did see the meeting. We see that, that he walks into the room when Mickey is talking to Ansem, mm. right? And maybe Ans- after Mickey leaves, Ansem's like, yeah, I met this king, blah dee da dee do And then Terranort's like, oh, I met this king today. Oh, <laughs> that could you know? be it, yeah. He's like, in my diary, I, uh, I met this king, and he was cool, and we definitely hung out, and we're totally friends. You know, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that could be the explanation. Now... The 0.2 stuff makes that a little murkier, right? Because it's like Mickey does quote that weird. It's that terminal you find in Kingdom Hearts 1 in Hollow Bastion that's like has all the dark energy around it. Yeah. He does quote that, which is strange. But maybe that to me has always sounded more like, as opposed to science, which is like what Anson the Wise tries to deal with, yeah. it sounds like a legend to me, right? Okay, yeah. And I think it'd be possible that Mickey heard that somewhere else. It's like me, your heart be your guiding key. Right, 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 right. I could be wrong, though. Um, but it does sound like a legend to me. Um, okay. So the answer that Mel gave us is that it's fucked up. It's, 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 there was retconning and. Yes. There's, there's something we haven't seen that either explains it or there's not and Nomir hasn't really thought about it. Yeah. You know, so yeah, right. so he, uh, Terranort did read, did write the KH one, but it's like, it's weird because it's like you're, when you're playing the game, you think it's Seeker of Darkness that wrote it, but it's not. Right, it's not the Seeker of Darkness. Right. It's Terranort. Yeah, because he. 
Well, because the game tells you. Like, okay, so Tara and I started playing one. Oh, no, 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 no. We're oh. we're mis we're misunderstanding. I guess Seeker of Darkness did write those. How? Because he still has his memory or whatever. So Seeker of Darkness wrote one through nine. Or two no, through no, nine. No, 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 no. And then Xehanort, Terranor, writes the rest of them. No, that's impossible. Because he references things like, oh, today, this thing happened. Oh, that's Did true. you get what I'm saying? That's yeah. impossible. There's no way that's actually what happened. Okay, the summary was, was misleading. Right. So Terranor writes all of KH1 secret reports minus right. the the first, first one. one. Yeah. I mean, Mickey it's all a retcon. didn't realize Tara was possessed by Xehanort and killed KH3 because Mickey had never met Tara himself. And he doesn't look like Xehanort. Right. But he had met Terranort, or it's assumed he met Terranort, right. or Terranort was like, I mean, okay, think about it like this. Say, um, say you had like, you work at the U.S. Embassy and you have... Or no, that's a bad example. Say you work at this science building. You're a scientist. And then this renowned scientist from um, wherever, you know, comes. Mr. Smarty And you're not the head scientist. You're just a, you're an assistant scientist. <clears throat> Don't you think you'd have the opportunity to talk to him, too? Yeah. That's true. You know, like Mick, Mickey... I, I, I'm assuming Mickey didn't just show up, talk to Ansem the Wise for a minute, and go, all right, well, I'm getting back on my ship. <laughs> you know, I'm yeah. assuming he hung around for a couple Might days. Might have seen him in the hallway. Right. So I'm assuming that, like, Xehanort was like, check out this shit I'm doing, bro. And he was like, oh, oh you're, you're just experimenting hearts. That's fine with me, because I don't, I just, I don't really give a shit. Uh, <laughs> I'm a king, but I mean, whatever, right? Right. <laughs> so that's my guess. Yeah. That's how I think about it. No, it's it's a headcanon a little bit, but but yeah, Mel also says it's a lot of shit to take in. It's not like they're gonna read the whole damn thing for the podcast. <laughs> oh, yeah, jokes on you, Mel. Jokes on you? jokes on me. We- <laughs> so I figured I should add the summaries at the end. Lol. But if Mickey did speak to Xehanort, he definitely broke the world order. That bitch. I mean, he broke the world order when he talked to uh, Ansem the Wise too. Right. I just feel like Mickey is the real darkness. Dude, Mickey is the master. Of that's going to be the name of the next episode. Mickey is the real darkness. Episode 38. I shall never be conquered by the mouse. Huh? I'm backed by Walt and he's got big pockets, bitch. Huh? Well, and how about Minnie? Minnie just banishes Pete. <laughs> for for not for wanting to be a good guy, yeah, dude. The mouses are tyrants. Yeah, they're dictators, dude. The winner and wait, wasn't Minnie a queen in BBS? So Mickey wasn't the king, but Minnie was the queen. Yeah. So did Mickey marry into this mouse family that was royalty? Yeah, I guess. There's some shit going on here. Also, also, hey man, when you win, you get to write history. That's true. The winners always write history. Also, um, speaking of Pete, his wife in the show Goof Troop, whoo, that's one sexy yeah. animated character. Yeah. She, she thickums. <laughs> uh, I forgot about her, and then I saw a picture of her the other day, and I went, oh, doggy. Anyway, <laughs> uh, can we can we move on to this week's Anthem Report? Report? Um, I just want to say something. Okay. 
Is it about Pete's wife? Um, no, but it's from Meteor Phoenix. <laughs> okay. Um, quoting you, I ship Riku and Namine. And he says, he or she, I think it's a he because it's a picture of a guy okay. as the profile. Um, not only is he a man of culture, he's a man of pure class. That's me. Tip my hat to you, sir. Four reactions with the 100%. Three with the Dolans. And then nominate his best girl and Panda Boy go nominate with the gun. Well, of course they did. Uh, here's the thing. <laughs> I think I've adopted the Dolan as kind of my symbol. <laughs> it's a symbol of peace. It's a symbol of peace and love. Peace and, and love. And gooby, please. Uh, <laughs> so the answer report report. Uh, Blue Kingdom has read it for us. Let's take a listen. Ansem's report. Ten. Just as people have hearts, so do worlds. The same can be said of the stars in the night sky. And deep within each world lies a door to its heart. The heartless desire those hearts. Born out of the darkness in people's hearts, they seek to return to a greater heart. <laughs> yes, that's it. The heartless come from people's hearts, as does the darkness. It's the core of the world's heart, the world of the heartless. I will pursue the answer there and become all-knowing. My path is set. I shall seek out the wielder of the Keyblade and the princesses. My body is too frail for such a journey, but I must do this. I will cast it off and plunge into the depths of darkness. All right, so you get answer report number 10 from talking to Aerith and Hollow Bastion. Hold up. Excuse you? Oh, you, you wanted to say that? This is my show. Oh, okay, I apologize. Here you go. You can say it. Thank you to Blue Kingdom for reading that. Beautiful as always. You get answer report 10 when you talk to Aerith in oh, Hollow Bastion. Interesting. Yeah. 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 Um, pretty crazy. Um. Really crazy that we don't ever talk about world's hearts anymore. Yeah, they don't really care about that now. What What's crazy to me is that he says his form is frail. But like Terranart's OP. Terranart's <laughs> pretty pretty big and OP. I think what he what they eventually turn to turn that into is that he has to turn himself into a heart to travel back in time. Yeah, but he doesn't say that because that wasn't something Nomir thought of yet. Mm. But he said, oh, I could just pretend that's what he meant, you know? Yeah. Um, that, like, he was, like, writing down, like, he was, like, he knows more than he's writing down. Right, right. Mm. He didn't lay out his plan completely. Yeah. But he just alluded to it. Right. So, yeah, they don't really care. I will also stab everybody near me as soon as I come back. Right. <laughs> I, need a, I need a team. I'm building a team. The A-team. The A-team. 
But actually, it's the B team. I will stab these mute guards. <laughs> and then... And give the, them a voice. And these thieves that keep sneaking into the right. castle. <laughs> and the scientist man. And the young boy that Ansem loves so much. <laughs> but I won't stab him. I'll cast him into darkness. <laughs> and then... Uh, there's other... I don't know where these other people came from. Marluxia. Yeah. We don't know that. We know Zigbar finds Marluxia. Yeah. Because he says he recruits Marluxia. And I think it's like inferred Marluxia recruits Larkscene probably. Well, I'm assuming. she follows It sounds like Marluxia, Larkscene, Luke Sword, and Demix all come from the same place. Yeah. They'll cut from the same cloth. But we'll see about that one. Yeah. So yeah, Ansem Report 10. Uh, we're getting close to the end of the first game here. We got three more Ansem Reports from the first game, and they're only in the final mix version. Yeah. So that's the last one you would like get in the vanilla version of KH. Because it makes sense. Right. It's like, hey, I'm going to go commit Sudoku type shit. Right. <laughs> I'm going to go commit Sudoku, and uh, I'm going to Sudoku all my friends. Yeah. Later, bitch. Later. Peace. Deuces. So, yeah, that's the Ansem Report Report. Also, why does Aerith have this? Like, suicide note. <laughs> she found it in the library mm. of Hollow Bastion. Mm. She's like, whoa, I found the suicide note. <laughs> Weird. Hopefully he doesn't get stabbed right through the chest. Hopefully he's, like, not really powerful. Hopefully you don't have to fight him. Like, uh, you 20 know what? times. Um, you know what mind fucked me today? What? So... Tara and I started playing through Kingdom Hearts 1 because yeah. she's sick of feeling lost in the Discord. Yeah. And I was like, let's just play these together. And we got we made a we started playing yesterday and we made some progress. We just finished um Tarzan. Oh nice. And we're we're in Traverse Town for the second time. And right. you know, you unlock the so keyhole yeah, there. Far. Yeah, we we got we're about three hours in. Yeah. Um but what actually blew my mind, because you know, back then when they cast Kingdom Hearts One they took a bunch of like Disney like kids. Yeah. You know, so like Ren Stevens or Christy Carlson Romano is the voice of Yuffie. Yeah. And um obviously Haley Joel Osman and uh Hayden Panettiere is Kyrie right. and um but what was crazy is that Aerith was voiced by Mandy Moore. Huh. Right? The pop singer slash actress slash right. love of my life, goddammit. <laughs> and Mandy Moore plays Rapunzel entangled but wait she doesn't second. play rapunzel in kingdom hearts 3 what the isn't fuck? that funny like she was in the original game and then they got zach levi for flynn but they didn't get the voice actress for rapunzel because probably mandy moore was like yeah i'm too busy for this shit but she oh, was in the wait. first game yeah or maybe they were like hey we can't have the same voice actress play two separate characters maybe that was their gig what? too is Aerith in Cage? No, but that would be like, you know, it's canon, bro. Like, mm. canonical. So, yeah, that, that kind of mind-fucked me a little bit. I was like, what the hell? Hmm. Well, and what's especially strange about it, too, is that I'm pretty sure the voice actor that plays Cloud, Steve, or that played Cloud, he doesn't anymore. They got a new voice actor, and I actually like him a lot better for Cloud. Steve Burton, the guy who played him in Kingdom Hearts and in Avat Children, yeah. is a little too emo yeah. for Cloud, I think. Um. But they got the official voice actor for him. But every other Final Fantasy VII character has, like, random, like, it's Lance Bass as Sephiroth and Christy Carlson Romano as Yuffie. And, yeah. and they weren't in Advent Children. So it's really strange. They were like, 
Cloud has to have the right voice actor. Yeah. But everybody else. I like it, though. But then in 2, I'm pretty sure in 2, like, Tifa is the official voice actor for Mavit Children. Okay. And so I wonder what came... That's kind of like a chicken and the egg situation. Because I, I think Advent Children came out after KH. So maybe they were like, hey, we liked how this guy did Cloud in Kingdom Hearts, so we're going to have him... Yeah, maybe. I might be wrong about all of this, actually. Hold on. I, I need to do a, I need to do a fact check. A in deep the middle dive. Of the episode. A deep dive. Another side, another story. What came first? Advent Children, 2005. So Kingdom Hearts came first. So I wonder if they were just like, we like how he played Cloud, so we're going to cast him in the American version. Hmm. And that would make sense as to why the rest of the characters don't have their Advent Children versions, because they didn't cast him yet. Because uh, Advent Children didn't exist yet. Yeah. Or if it did, it was just out in Japan. Right. Interesting. Well, we learned we learned a little something today. Yeah. Yeah, and then um, a little voice actor lore. I like voice actor lore. What? Okay, so hold on. This gets this gets deeper. Oh my shit! Friend. This gets deeper. Um, Rachel Lee Cook plays Tifa, and she plays Tifa in Kingdom Hearts too. I'm like ninety nine percent sure. Okay. But guess who plays Aerith in in Advent Children? Who? Christy Carlson Romano what or the? Yuffie? I'm sorry, Yuffie. In, in Advent Children, it's Christy oh. Carlson Romano. So it's the same as the Cage voice actor. Wow. Yeah, so that's cool. That's good crazy. For her, good for her. And then I don't think... Th- there's no... Like, Sid doesn't have a voice actor, right? Sid doesn't talk no. in, in Cage. He just... He says speech bubbles. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. And then Seth... For, no, Seth, he talks in Cage 2. Right, but I'm talking Cage 1. Because oh, Cage 1 was before Advent right, Children. Right. And then Sephiroth... Uh, Spoilers, he's in Advent Children. It's not entirely clear. If you've never seen Advent Children, I'm sorry. Um, but he's not played by Lance Bass in Advent Children. Uh, they got rid of that casting. But anyway, that is a weird uh, voice, weird voice acting. Is it, is it the same voice actor as in Cage 2? What is Cloud doing? I don't know. Uh, I can look. So in Kingdom Hearts 2... Aerith is played by Mina Savari. Do you know who Mina Savari is? Not by name. She's in American Pie, and she's in uh, American Beauty. She's in a lot of American movies, apparently. American Psycho? Uh, no, not American Psycho, believe it or not. <laughs> she, she didn't do the trifecta. No. And then an actress named Mae Whitman plays Yuffie. So Christy Carlson Romano and Mandy Moore got booted then. What the fuck? Yeah. Interesting. But George Newbern is the actor for uh, wow. Sephiroth. Wow. For May of Children. So they were... That's so weird that they switch voice actors between yeah. Avent Children and... If you have Christy Carlson Romano, like, why not just... Yeah, that's weird. I it's guess like I she, It's not like she's doing anything. Well, it's also like... Uh, whoever they had, basically... Because I don't remember there being, like, a big difference in the voice. Yeah. They went for the same kind of deal, right? But I don't know. Someone doing an oppression of of her Yuffie. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Very strange. The only Yuffie, I guess, voice-wise. And that's a different Leon, too, in Kingdom Hearts 2. I don't know if you realize that. Yeah, yeah. It's Doug Erholtz, whoever that is. Oh, he's Vega in Street Fighter V, dude. All right, good for you, bro. That's his most known. Not Ke- Then it's Squall in Kingdom Hearts 2. Okay. Been a weird tangent we went on at the end of the podcast, huh? Sorry. <laughs> I didn't control the whole podcast, so then I had to start saying things at the end. Yeah. Uh, 
Are you feeling better? I feel great about it. You feel better about is, it. Is there is there anything else that you wanted to talk about before we end? What's um, your podcast? You know, I was like thinking, like, hmm, what should I do for my podcast? And I was like, I could do like a Zigbar voice the whole time, but I need to have like some type of like fucking yeah, throat lozenge. Yeah, <laughs> I need some type of like some like some type of brew. Right. To, to help you didn't, my voice. You didn't shake up the formula too much. No, which no, I, I wanted it to be, I to be solid. You wanted it to be familiar. Yeah, yeah. But with your own twist on it. Yeah. Yeah. I think you did great. Thank you. I want everybody to let Jason know how he did in the Discord. Please don't hurt me. <laughs> if he sucked, I, you need to tell him. Please like, don't hurt me. If you guys are really our friends, you'll be honest with us. Please don't hurt Fucking tell him how much I'm, you sucked. I'm sensitive. I don't think you sucked. I think you did great. But if someone thinks you suck, I want them to tell you. I'm sensitive. Yeah, you'll be fine. I'll read every single comment on how I did. I'll probably cry regardless if it's good stuff or bad stuff. Interesting. Okay. It'll be either a happy cry or a sad cry. Are those happy Kleenex or sad Kleenex? <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> it's, I think that's from Forgetting Sarah Marshall Yeah I don't know the reference uh, Jason Siegel, like, I, like I don't, I I don't even remember, I remember the, scene. the movie I don't even remember the scene but basically This whole this Hawaiian guy asked Jason Siegel, Are those happy Kleenex Or sad Kleenex <laughs> He's talking about like did you jerk off into those Or, or you did you cry, cry? <laughs> yeah. You could do both Anyway again that's the world I want for Kingdom Hearts Forgetting Sarah Marshall <laughs> Uh, with Russell Brand as your teammate. Hell yeah. Hell yeah, dude. Russell get Brand. him to the Greek. Let's Russell just get Brand. Russell Brand movies. In Russell Brand. That's who I'm ca- Remember the question of the week is casting? Yeah. That's who I'm casting bonus as. Bonus points if you cast Russell Brand. If you cast Russell Brand, uh, bonus points. And I'm casting Jack Sparrow. Oh, okay. Because okay. I feel like that's not a stretch. Yeah, not at all. That's not a stretch. That's perfect. Yeah. Like and I'm it. also casting um the um casting the original actor for Barbosa. <laughs> <laughs> Jeffrey Jeffrey Knight? Yeah. Uh, wait, is that his name? Jeffrey sure. it's, it's Jeffrey something. I remember it's Jeffrey with a G. So it's like mm, G E O. Yeah, G E O, yeah. Jeffrey Rush? Rush. Jeffrey Rush, not Knight. He Rush. has to be Barbosa. Yeah. That, anyone else? Barbosa. Yeah. You send anyone else? I the Dread Pirate Barbosa. Dude, also, okay. I don't, I hope I don't spoil this. <laughs> I don't think anyone cares. But I watched, like, the last, like, I, I'd say, like, I watched, like, 15 to Are you going to talk about Yes Man? No, no, oh, no, 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 okay. no. 15 to 20 minutes of the last... Pirates. Oh, okay, the newest one. And then I went and took a shower, and then I watched like the last like half hour. Worst fucking movie ever, dude. You know why? Because they fucking kill Barbosa, dude. Oh. Boo! I was gonna say, wait, you watched like forty-five minutes of movie and not in order, and you're ready to say it's the worst movie ever. But now that makes sense. Yes, they fucking kill off Barbosa. Barbosa. To be like, oh yeah. Well, I mean, this the- girl is Barbosa's like daughter. Well, I mean, the first movie they kill Barbosa. Right, yeah. And then he comes back. But he comes back and it's hype as fuck, yeah. He walks down the stairs and he goes, and they're like, Barbosa. Yeah. I don't know who that was. That was Will Turner. (laughs) Barbosa. You're here. That's how he sounds, right? That's how Orlando Bloom sounds, right? 
Spot on. Oh my stars, it's Barbosa. <laughs> but yeah. Can you can you end shit, this episode, please? Shit movie. <laughs> Zero out of ten. IGN. Zero out of ten IGN. Too much water. Dude, we really need a Jack Sparrow origin story. I don't think so. I think he was cooler without it. Oh, is that what the movie is? Basically. Like, it's about... Wait, like, how do they kill Barbosa then? Well, because the bad guy wants to kill Jack Sparrow because he was, like, cleansing all the pirates in the area or whatever. And then, like, Jack just, like, is like, hey, we're pirates, fuck you. And he's, like, young. And he saves all the people on his ship. And I, I think it's the Black Pearl. I don't know if it is. Um, and, like, leads them into a trap where, like, they get killed by, like, this, like, haunted island or whatever. Uh-huh. And, like, he does this crazy stuff where, like, they throw a rope around a rock in order to do a, a turn that wouldn't be possible otherwise. And then, so then, the people who are following going into this island and all die. But I guess, like, his hatred or whatever, like, keeps him alive or some weird shit. So, wait, I still don't understand how it's an origin story. It's an origin story because it's, like, that's... Like the first time Jack was like a pirate, like a captain. Okay, yeah. And then he gets, then they're like giving him all this stuff, and he's like, "What is this?" They're like, "It's a tribute for saving our lives," and it's like his hat, his uh, his like braid. Answering my question. What? How do they kill Barbosa? Because Barbosa is alive in the first movie. No, yeah. So well, he's not. Technically, there's flashback scenes, right? Oh. And then. And then the so it's movie, not all set in the past. No, no, okay, no. Okay. Like it's an origin story for Jack, but then it's in the future as well. And the acting, like, it's like Johnny Depp was doing an impersonation of his own acting. Like he couldn't. Isn't do that the all character. Johnny Depp does? He couldn't do that. It's like he couldn't do the character again. It was weird. He didn't feel like Jack at all. Huh. But, you know, if Alan was sitting here, he would say the problem with the Pirates of the Caribbean is that. The first movie wasn't about Jack Sparrow, and then they made it all about Jack Sparrow. Yeah. That's what Alan would say. So Yeah, it's the truth. Yep. It's the truth. But yeah, Barbosa kills himself to save some random girl who's his daughter, apparently. Well, then she's not random. Right, but like to you at first, like, like yeah, it's very heavily implied that like it's, her, it's his daughter, oh and then, but she doesn't care about it until he dies. She's like, no. He my, was my dad. My name is, call me Barbosa. And I think that's the last line in the movie. <laughs> is she played by, um, I don't Le- know. Leandro Barbosa, the sure. basketball player? Yes. Yes. Okay, can you please end this episode? Anyway, this is the best episode. Oh my God. man. Handsome uh, Report, episode 37. Thank you all. Uh, you made it this far. You're a real one. Oh, Jack Sparrow. <laughs> You're a real one, and I appreciate you, and I love you. Barbosa, oh my stars. <laughs> Stop it. Anyway, this is Stop the end of the episode. Suck-a-tash. Remember, you can join the Discord. Link below. Join the Discord. Thank you. Hang Leave out with a-, a lot of cool people. <laughs> Leave us five stars. Or four at least. No. Don't leave us three. Dude, we have a five out of five rating on there, and it's all thanks to you guys. Yeah, that's true. That's very Thank true. You. you guys are. Thanks to everyone who's done a review. You guys are superb. Superb. I would give you guys five stars. Yeah, if you had a podcast, I'd rate you five stars. I'd rate you five stars. If any of you have podcasts, tell me. And Let you should sign up for Anchor. Yes. Because it's a good service, and we like it. Anyway, 
This has been the 37th episode. Wait, do I get to say it? Yes. Mike. I wanted so long to say it. Mike, hit him with it. May your heart be your guiding key. I thought you were going to do, may your heart be your guiding key. (laughs) May your heart be your guiding key. (laughs) You're supposed to say, you're supposed to whisper thank you into the microphone. Thank you. 